1: Hi everyone, it's Natalie Jean, Natalie Dean. Yes, it's Chatting with Nat. Today I have the honor of having award-winning singer-songwriter Brenda Best. Brenda Best is a Nashville award-winning singer-songwriter. Asked Gap Songwriting Awards in 2011 for writing Golden Years. Brenda is also a four-time Nashville Independent Music Award winner. NIMA 2012 and 2013. In 2015, she was inducted into the Canadian Country Music Hall of Fame, New Brunswick. She's a member of the Country Music Association, the CMAs, the Gospel Music Association, GMAs, Nashville Songwriter Association International, NSAI, and a voting member of the Recording Academy, the Grammys. She performs regularly at her residency Show at the Nashville Nightlife Theater, a long-time running show since 2002. Also, Brenda Vest and her band The Unusuals perform honky-tonks in Nashville. She has released over 30 songs available on iTunes, and her videos are on YouTube. Let's give a round of applause
0: for Brenda Ves.
2: Hi, Ned. How are you, hon?
0: Good. <laughs> hey, how are you, Brenda?
2: I'm telling you, I am fine, and I want to say hello to everybody too who's listening in tonight. I I posted a lot of a lot of links, uh, or a link, the link, and right. uh, a lot of times I posted to remind everybody. So I'm hoping that they're catching the show tonight from everywhere around the world, including back home in New Brunswick, Canada.
1: Amen to that. I hope everybody is tuning in because you're you are an awesome 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 singer songwriter. That's why I had to put the applause on. I love that uh, I love that I love that button because I want people to feel like they are stars. You're already a star.
2: You're a star. Uh, oh. I, as soon as I heard all the applause, I started laughing because I thought, oh, my gosh, I never got that before. Not on live podcast. <laughs> I love it. Oh, <laughs> well, I love that.
1: That's the first time for you. Oh, I love it. I'm glad that I was able to honor you with the applause. So how have you been doing uh, during this pandemic?
2: Oh, listen, let's talk about it. <laughs> I'll tell you what. It was, it was um uh, I don't know. I, I'm kind of an easygoing type of person, and I kind of go with the flow, and I figured out how to get creative and even learn new things during the whole time because we didn't have any gigs since mm-hmm. last year, March 13th, when hey, everything came to a close, and I right. thought, wow, really, it kept going and going and going, and nothing was happening so I figured, well, you know what? I'm going to try to make the best of this and uh, learn how to play piano. So hmm. I bought some a little portable piano, believe it or not. It was really a Christmas gift from my husband, and it was like 50 bucks. And <laughs> I think he tests me out every time I say, hey, I'm going to learn how to play this or that. He <laughs> yeah. buys me a cheap instrument. And if I do okay, he'll buy me a better one. <laughs> so, so I'm ready for the baby grand piano listen, I am but i i'm I'm playing a little bit i've i've I used to have a keyboard a long time ago, and I used to play around with that. but this time, I really got into serious music and and of course, today too, you can watch so many great youtubers. teaching you free how to play or how to do stuff. So I use that a lot, and it gave me a lot of great pointers. So I was thankful for that, uh, for the Internet and my piano. Other than that, I think I survived uh, mentally and just uh, feeling like uh, still feeling connected again because thanks to Faith uh, getting back with friends and, and, uh, you know, still doing music. I uh, I I didn't do that many Facebook live shows right. but I did do one and uh it was uh it was during a a rough time that my hometown was having uh in Campbellton, New Brunswick in Canada and right. I did it for them and I sat there with my amp and a guitar and a mic and all that and kind of uh, wished them all well cuz they were doing so well with uh with restricting covid in yeah. their town they were like top in the whole country and almost in the world that they didn't even have a case in the entire city. So I wanted to wish them well because they had kind of that, that whole deal broke down when somebody had infected the, the town. So I mm. wanted to sing for them. So I did a Facebook live, especially for them. And uh, then I, I started liking the idea of Facebook live. So I've been doing one here and there. And last night, we had a show, Natalie. We had a live show here in Nashville yeah. at the Nashville Nightlife. Yeah. And I posted it, and I did a live, a live podcast last night from the stage, and from the dressing room later on. So what I did huh? is I left them there, and they should be on there for like till tonight. <laughs> so that that's how I've been coping.
0: <laughs>
1: well, you've been doing a good job. See, I, you see, I'm gonna follow suit with you.
2: I'm supposed
1: to. I was mm-hmm. supposed to learn the keyboard. Uh, five years ago, when ah. I bought, I bought like a smart keyboard, it's been in the box for five years now. Um, but this year, ah. going out so I can learn. All I have to do is attach yeah. my iPad to it and learn. And I love the fact that you reminded me that I could go on YouTube and people can teach you. Like I bought all these downloadable yeah. software and stuff to learn, also and CDs and books and all that stuff. But I'm going to take your cue and uh and really start to do it because I, I need to
2: um so how did you get started in music i was a kid and i grew up with a family that was pretty musical starting mm-hmm. with my mother's side of the family they Arabic show a french family and uh they just had the gift you know my granddad he played violin and he was he was half deaf, is what my mother told me. But he could still feel like, um, you know, I, I don't know, it's the vibration. Mm-hmm. I think he even had this, mom would tell me stories about Granddad Robichaud, uh, Jean-Charles Robichaud was his name. And he right. put his ear, he put his ear, of course, against the uh, fiddle, and he could hear what he was playing. So everybody else around him had to accompany him. <laughs> So I think that I I laugh, but I (laughs) kind of understand how that would have worked, that I could still picture it. And he passed away. I never met him. I think I was maybe, I think there's a picture of me somewhere where I was three years Mm -hmm. old and holding his hand, walking down the road with he and my mother. And, you know, I never met him, but i heard so many great things. And that's where it all started. And he married a musician uh Landry, and Madame Andrie uh, Albino, and uh she was a uh, very talented as well and uh played accordion so <laughs> they play like kitchen kitchen gigs and all their kids eventually played like banjos and mandolins and they always had music going and mom was uh, a guitar player very talented singer so i think i caught it from from uh, that side of the family for sure and uh, my sisters, my sisters were awesome. They were talented. They went by the best sisters. I have five sisters, wow. and uh, three bro- three brothers. Yep. And they wow. always had music, so I just like wow. And I'm the baby. I'm the baby. I say it like that, but <laughs> mom would say it like that. I'm the youngest. <laughs> and I just decided to continue taking it a little bit farther. <laughs> then right. uh, and, and on their behalf because really I think they would have had that dream but they they didn't they didn't have maybe the time or they didn't really maybe they couldn't you know maybe it's like they probably had that dream but they things happened some of them got married and had children and that became a priority and I can understand that so we all had our paths you know. But I, I hope I make them proud and uh, that, that make them say, hey, you know, my little sister is, is uh, you know, winning awards doing music. And, and for me, that, that makes me feel like I'm, um, I'm part of the legacy of our family and, and enjoying and celebrating our talents in music. That's awesome. That's awesome. So how would you describe your music? Yeah, it's a mix. And I think in my head I have so many different genres that come mm-hmm. together when I create music, but I think that eventually uh being in Nashville it ends up being a country song. <laughs> <laughs> and I laugh I laugh because I I it, it, I laugh because I think sometimes part of me wants to be the rock and roll kid that grew up like that in a you know, I, I loved rock and roll as a kid. And uh then I end up in a city like Nashville and making money doing country music shows. So it's like, well, I think I'll just keep doing this country stuff because it's really fun and it pays off and it's honest and I don't you know <laughs> I, I think I fit the the description of a country star. (laughs) So I'll go with that.
1: I I love the fact that you're extremely versatile. And I think over time, you know, even country music has evolved because we have country pop. We have country rock. We have country indie. So we have so many different types of country music. I mean, there's country gospel, country Christian. There's all kinds of... different country. And I like the fact that, that music as a whole evolves because I personally don't like to do the same thing all over again. That's why I've moved into the yeah. Americana genre that allows me to do the country, the rock, the blues, the jazz, and stuff like that. Um, it gives me a lot of yeah. flexibility. and it helps to be a, a versatile artist, especially if you want to get your music into film, TV, license, you, know, yeah. you know, and it's better if you have a larger repertoire because you can get involved in so many different modalities so I say congratulations to you um for being able to do that um so you feel that like you're in Nashville and people just start to think that your music is just country um but here we know that you're very versatile and it's not just country because you you're you started to do uh Christian gospel music right yeah Uh,
2: yeah and and even when you say that, thanks for, for bringing that up because I feel it's so important for us to talk about because a lot of people do think that. They they put me in a mold. They say, right. you know, well, she's country, and that doesn't fit, like, the style that we're doing. But, you know, some people know me a little bit more, and you do too because you were in New York City, right, in 2019. Right. And we, we were at the bitter end and performing. Right. And I love it. You know what? That song that I sang there, The Bitter End, I ended mm-hmm. up making a video of that, like, just a, 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 until I finished the song in the studio. And I want to make that more like, believe it or not, one a, a producer in L.A. Mm-hmm. said to me, a good friend of mine, Ajax, and Anthony uh, J. Resta. he's produced stuff with um, Colin Crows and a lot of different bands. Mm-hmm. He's a good friend of mine. He said, you know what? That song has the potential of sounding like Jeff Lynne or Tom Petty. He said, you've got that in you. He said, so keep developing that. And you know what's cool is when you do find a versatility, even though people put you in a mold of, hey, she's a country music performer. Well, as a writer, you're wide open. You can That's take the songs, those rock and roll songs or whatever you write, pitch them to movies, to right. film, to other people who are going to sing your songs. So I right. i can't wait. I cannot wait to finish that whole deal with Bitter End. That's going to be the most exciting little project that I made during the pandemic, my friend.
0: <laughs>
1: awesome. <laughs> <laughs> who are your musical yeah. influences? Oh, wow. You, you are.
2: No. Wait. I want to tell people why I said that, and it's the truth. Listen to this. Do you remember, Natalie, when we first met? I mean, let me bring us back. Okay. The first time I think we ever met, we were were both members of the Recording Academy, So here we were at the Grammy block party here in Nashville and we kind of just casually were introduced, uh, say, and all those friends and Grant and all them from Indie Collab. You know, they were all part of all this. Ricky Kez, he won his award and all that. We were excited. But here we were high, you know, and we never really got to talk. So then later on, here we were at the Skirmerhorn Symphony Center at the Josie Awards show, and we won awards. That year I was nominated, but I didn't win. You were a winner, and right. you got up on that stage. You were one of the performers, and I was blown away by your performance because you were singing uh, French song you I learned that night I learned that night that you speak French and I what I'm like sitting in the audience all looking and you know at you I think hey that's great and she's nominated for writing and singing a French song what and I'm I'm telling myself I've been French all my life I never thought of that (laughs) so you you boom! You put a little bug in me right there. You empowered me, my friend. You really did. I was so excited, and I took a, one of my English songs,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
2: "Golden Years," the bestseller I've got. You know, weirdly, I'll tell you more about that song itself. And, but that night, you inspired me, and I I, I rewrote "Golden Years" in French, Liz-a-n-i-d-a-re. And thanks to you because you really, really uh, inspired me, and I got that project done. You know, so so cool. Uh, so you are one of my uh, influences. But if we go back, I bet you that's what you're looking for—somebody like in the past, way back, who influenced me as a kid, sort of thing. Um, geez, there, there were there were a lot of people, and I love Dion Warwick. <laughs> I know that sounds odd. It sounds (laughs) odd as hell. But, you know, I hear a little white girl here, and I love the (laughs) black music a lot. You know, I really do. We had a lot of that playing on the radio. We had a good DJ, by the way, in our hometown. Uh, We had a guy named uh, Steve Bijou, and he was our DJ. So he was really versatile. And uh, I'd listen to him, and I kind of grew up on – anything he was playing. So everything from Dionne Warwick to the Eagles to bands like Toto. Oh uh, my gosh. You know, a queen, all those bands, they were just the most awesome things I've ever heard. And then, so I, uh I could name a lot of female uh, artists as well. I think I started really loving country music more when it changed to, and I know I love the traditional stuff. I don't want anybody to beat me up over that because I do a lot of traditional country music here in Nashville because that's what we do uh, at our show. But I really liked it when I heard Shania Twain, and it was like, wow, you know, she's doing <laughs> she's doing this amazing sound. And her husband uh, at the time was a producer, and he had done – Productions with Def Leppard, so there was a whole influence there of rock and roll, and I think that that was driving me to like it even more. So there was something about that. I want, I want to talk to uh, tell you too that I was telling you about that DJ uh, right. Steve Bujal. What's weird uh, telling you about Steve is it just popped into my head to tell you that he's interested in starting uh, and inviting me on one of his podcasts as being a a co-host. So uh, his, his show is called Down Home Corner. So I I might be doing one of his shows tomorrow. And we often post uh, information about his show on, on my Facebook as well. So, yeah, that, I mean, I hope that that, that answered it was all <laughs> over the place what i answered that's about my influences beautiful. but it, it's all true it's just all there from my heart <laughs> no i know and i appreciate your kind
1: words and yeah no it came from your heart that's you're being authentic i wasn't no it was perfect it was Thanks. perfect now you've started to write more about spiritual uh, stuff um christian yeah spiritual music about God. So tell me why you've gotten involved in writing more spiritual music, specifically more about God.
2: Yeah, well, it, it I'm just a lot more religious than I used to be. I don't know if it's because I'm, you know, more mature with God now. You know, a few years back, I uh was so inspired by a preacher, and I grew up as a Catholic, still am. And uh here I was, here in the South, I was tuned in to a Baptist minister, uh, Charles Stanley on TV. Mm -hmm. And it's like one day I was Sunday morning. I'm like having a bad day and just things aren't working. And I couldn't change the remote control and it was stuck on his station. (laughs) It It was stuck on his station. And it's like, It's weird, but I thought maybe I need batteries in this thing. Mm -hmm. Let's get this off the air, change the channel. No, it was going to stay there. And I heard that sermon that Sunday, and it talked to me. It was like, this is important. Hey, this is in Atlanta. I thought, I'm going to drive to Atlanta and see this this guy sometime. So I called down, found out that that, uh, it was right there in Atlanta, So we went down to a few of his services, and what an interesting man. And for some reason, everything that I've heard him say has really led me
3: to Mm. reading
2: the Bible every day. It's just unbelievable. So I feel that now there's a gift from God speaking right right into me that I want to write things that... Are spiritual that are, you know, Christian music and Christian rock. There's also a market for that. Well, yeah, I think that it, it's a gift, and I and the more that I talk about it, the more my friends and people want to open up too and talk mm-hmm. about it because sometimes we hold back because oh, it's religion, you know, we don't want to bother anybody with it or something. I don't know what it is. But my God, it's such a beautiful thing. When, you, when you're open about that and you help your friends through it, you, you, you uh, are a witness, I think, uh-huh. of what you've experienced this and how it helps you through life. I think that more and more people will, uh, will, will be more interested in, in what you have to say, and sometimes music can really say it all you know, your words and what you share with people. It can be very emotional, but it can also be funny sometimes. It can be happy. (laughs) And I'm all about that, you know, bringing the best out of people.
1: I love that. Um, So I have to piggyback on something that you said. So uh, one day I used to listen to this one station all the time. And one day the station would just not work. It was just, it wouldn't work whatsoever. I was like, okay. So (laughs) I went to this old station that I was listening to in, in Maryland, which is 107.3, and I had forgotten yeah. they changed that station to um, KLove. That KLove, the organization bought. Yeah. Up. So what's interesting to me is that the song that played at that moment when I had to switch over to KLove was a song that I yeah. needed to hear, and I am so in wow. love with that station. Because every time I get into the car and I hear songs from there, I'm so inspired by the music. And you know, it's spiritual. It's 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 now. You know, it's not it's not like it's songs from 1950s, 1940s. You know, the songs are so relevant. They're so hip, and they're talking about God yeah. and 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 all that stuff. The only thing I wish they I wish they had more. I'm like this for every radio station. I'm, I I plan to write them a letter because I think they should invite more independent artists to play. Uh, oh, to have yes. Artists, you know, if we're all talking about God, you know, we have to be all inclusive. Yeah. Um, so, um, but the songs down there are so amazing. And if it wasn't for the fact that that radio station had decided to not work on my um on my, in my car, I would never have turned it to the, now I just won't play anything else except for my own music, which I have my own CD in my car. Cause yeah, I I love that. No.
3: Oh, cool.
1: If you're gonna put out music, you have to love your music. So, um, yeah. so I, I understand the power of the now, meaning that when something is supposed to be in your life, it will be in your life. And it's just amazing. I think the music is just, oh my god. I, I some of those songs still I when I get in, I, I I dream of the of the songs half of the time. So, what now what is your writing process like now that you're writing a lot more spiritual Christian type music? So, how do you go about writing those songs? Yeah.
2: Wow. Well, well, sometimes it's right after a sermon. It's like, "Geez, mm-hmm. uh one more one time I I, I got my ideas from uh from the sermon it was like um the preacher was saying uh you know you got to really talk to god uh and and almost like uh ask him for wisdom that was one thing i thought oh wow you know i i feel like that's a good idea you know i don't talk i don't ask i don't ask for things from god that much you know i'll pray for my friends and I'll say, "You know, hey, somebody's really sick, and you come pull them out of that, you know and and make them well and pray, right. really hard and and i and but I hardly feel sometimes that I need prayers myself so I'm really more about other people. So when I did write one of my songs, and hey, that was one I sang by the way. Uh, A live uh, Facebook live And I think I left it there Where people can see it if they go back It's um, it, It starts off Dear Lord As I pray to you this morning It's a privilege That you take me by the hand Please Lord Help me handle what's ahead Would you let me put my trust In your great plan
3: Because all I want is to have a little wisdom.
2: You see, that kind of, and ooh, when I speak your name. It's called When I Speak Your Name. And what such a great opportunity. After I did that live show, I also Mm -hmm. did a live performance at the WSM Midnight Jamboree. And I was so happy because it made me feel like Oh, wow. See that? I wrote for God. He's rewarding me. He's made, He's put me out there where I had never been before. So sometimes it's like the more I do for Jesus, the more I will get rewarded. And I wasn't looking for it, but it right. just goes to prove that he exists. You know, he's awesome. So I think that that I'm all about that. And, and I... Uh, I would have never really, I think in my younger years, I wanted to be all cool and never admit that. <laughs> but the older I am, and we know we're going to die someday, well, heck, I want to go to heaven. <laughs> That's right.
1: No idea. Um, So we're going to play your song, Woman. Tell us what the song oh. is about.
2: Yeah, that one. <laughs> has a lot of bible stuff and people just have to listen thanks to uh john michael wow he helped a lot on that one and we okay. put that together uh a few years ago and then it's finally just getting out again uh and i hope people really like it and it is a very empowering song for women because i'll tell you what god mm-hmm. and women that was one of the things about one day i was thinking and I'm thinking, hey, God invented us, and we can embrace our strength and our abilities. And there's just no other creature on earth like the woman, the beauty of a woman. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Let's play that song. Let's play that song. All right, hold on
1: one second. We'll have a word from our sponsor, and we'll play it. Hi, this is Nikki Chris, and I host a podcast called Mixin' It. Mixin' It focuses on women in the music, entertainment, and the performing arts. Our goal is to provide an avenue for industry veterans and -and up-and-coming artists, musicians, engineers, and producers to showcase their talent. Listen
2: to Mixin' It on Monday Music Madness at 8 p.m. Eastern on the Sim Radio Network. Oh,
0: yeah.
3: Let me tell you a story now
1: go away I'm shaking it. I love that. It was very powerful. No, that is. Thank
2: <laughs> That you. is awesome. It's, wow. a, it's a, little bit sassy, and you know, it's not to put men down. You know, sometimes I think, oh boy, these guys are gonna hate us for that. Because like it's like yeah. we are the boss.
0: <laughs> no,
1: but I like. You know what I like is I like that it's, it's spiritual and it's sassy at the same time. It's a bit unconventional. Oh, it's, and it's awesome, and you have a wonderful voice. So congratulations on that song. It's fantastic. So thank you. Know, you. <clears throat> I guess during there was a period that you were ill. So how uh, yeah. you how do you preserve a career uh, despite being ill um, and going through you know wellness and being able to see the vision of your career while going through uh, what you went through?
2: Oh wow, yeah. And I'll tell you what. I, I'll i tell you a little bit about how all that started and what it is. Um, back in the uh, late 80s, I was, in the mid-80s, I was, uh, I'd like to say I was pretty young <laughs> back there. But I was sick as heck. I had ulcerative colitis. And wow. I was first diagnosed with it before they even had, like, really good medicines and everything for that. So I went through about, oh, Five years of not being well, and it really affected my work, and it affected everything I was doing. I was on medication for that and trying to control it, but it didn't seem to work. So then, I luckily, though, I did go into remission, but then when there were a lot of stressful situations sometimes in my life, it seemed to flare up, and I wouldn't feel very well with it. So um, I went through some problems for about ten years, and then, uh, you know, out of God's grace, I was near a hospital and, and, and visiting down in uh, in Virginia, down because I was still in Canada when all this was going on. This was before moving into the United States. So okay. I, I ended up uh, checking myself in for dehydration while I was my first few days in Charlottesville, Virginia, at UVA Hospital. And you know what? They needed to to treat me, so they admitted me. And I was going into another spell of this ulcerative colitis, but I didn't realize how terrible it was. So I ended up receiving treatment for about five days. And then, like, on the fifth night of treatment, my colon perforated in the middle of the night. And I'll tell you what, I felt that and they did emergency surgery i have this huge scar on my belly for that and it's like then i ended up having this bag on my body like the uh, ostomy bag and everything i mean i went through all that and and then they were able to close it all up because what they did is they recreated uh the intestinal tract they mm. took they they do they do like what it is. They'll take the whole colon out is what they did for me. But then they did a reconstruction of taking down my small intestine and creating what they call a J pouch. And so that you can be pretty normal. I think I'd say that. <laughs> you go through some yeah. some changes for sure. But at least, you know, there's no ostomy bag and all that. I felt normal because of that. But it took some time, you know, there was a lot of healing. So, during that time, I, I didn't want to think that my life was over. I mm. just wanted to to look ahead and think, you know what? This is crazy, but I almost died because I, right. I I had complications during the surgery, and it almost took my life. So, I wow. had to go through two other surgeries after that, and then finally, when I felt like I was back on my feet and... <laughs> able to go again that's where the vision was that i gotta get i gotta get to nashville i gotta do something that's gonna be great for for me but for for other people as well and to write things from my truths from my stories and 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 maybe help other people through what i've been through by just telling you don't give up if you've got a vision and you have something that you want to do in life, it's never too late. I mean, right. there will be some ups and downs. But I think I think for me, there was a lot of changes, not only with the vision, but I had to also readjust my life. I had to do dietary changes. Right. I had to, you know, just take care of myself, uh, try to stay in shape. You know, just because staying in shape isn't because of you want to look good. You right. want to feel good. You so. want every part of your insides to work properly. So you're going to treat it like really special with good nutrition, good mm-hmm. food. Don't eat too much and all that crap, you know? Right. Anyway, so I do, and I'm not an excessive exercise person. I just mm-hmm. do enough to... To, to to feel like okay I did something today <laughs> I did nothing I'm tired now let's move on <laughs> but, uh, but it, it, yeah I mean I think sometimes you push yourself to to the limit but mm-hmm. in that case do what you can do but I think as for a career you got to keep keep something in you got to have a goal in mind at Natalie right. and you know all about that but if anybody out there is listening and they're thinking about giving up on anything don't give up everybody just keep at it do stuff you love and yeah. the things that the things around you that don't make you happy you got to kind of put that reconsider what's going on there and maybe yeah. make some changes whether it's people that you want to change, you know, don't be, mm-hmm. don't be, don't be rotten to them. But just say, hey, this isn't working out. I gotta change my life and move on here. So those yeah. kinds of things, that, those are the things that that I had to do to move on and to come mm-hmm. here and, and make music. And I got married to a really great guy. Uh, you know, after all this, I had been married before, and mm-hmm. then I remarried. Later on, because the first husband didn't have the same goals I did. You know, we didn't have the same things Absolutely. going on anymore. Exactly, and, uh-huh. that, and that was yeah. That that's not a and it was it wasn't that great. You know, I, I hate talking about that because you know it's not something that people want to talk about as uh, you know uh, uh, divorces and all that. But for us, I think we had an agreement on that. Saying, you know what? I think we're going in different directions. Now you've had this going on with you, and he wanted something different. We moved on, and then and then I remarried to the man of my dreams, that I think is the greatest guy I ever met. You know, he's wonderful, and he's supportive. He's uh, really a sweet guy, and he's a he's an American. So I ended up moving here and staying here. <laughs> I enjoy it, though. I enjoy Nashville. I really do. I'm Natalie, ha- are you from somewhere else? Natalie, you're from somewhere else, too, right, yeah. originally, I mean, or is your family? Well, I was
1: born in Washington, D.C., but my family's from Haiti. That's why I speak French. Oh,
2: that's why you've got the French. I just love it. I love that we are both got that in common, too, and, and music and Knowing yeah. you now is such a is such a blessing, really. Uh I watch I, I'm following you on Instagram, I follow you on Twitter, and uh here you are, you invited me as part of your show today, you're playing my music, you're asking about my life. And here we are sharing what we are to other women out there and to people who uh who uh who are interested enough to have listened to me right now for four Forty two minutes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Damn the minute. Oh my god, that's because you're an awesome
2: <laughs> person. You're awesome.
1: People need to get to know uh, Um, because you thanks, you, thanks. You, are, you are the empowered woman. So tell us yeah. about the time you were inducted, um, in the Hall of Fame in, in Canada in
2: 2015. Wow, that what a surprise. What an amazing time in mm. my life. You know, I uh I was nominated and thought what? You know, <laughs> when I got nominated and, and I thought, you know, Mr. Knowles, uh he 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 uh, pulled a lot of you know, he talked a lot about me. That that group of friends had seen me in Nashville. They'd traveled, some of the committee members and then the president of the uh the hall of fame and his wife are such nice people too Ivan and Vivian Hicks and uh, oh wow I was just so blessed 2015 so I was inducted into the Canadian uh, country music hall of fame in the province of New Brunswick Canada and now I have a plaque and uh my name is going to be part of history you know and again the, the legacy of the talents of my family can then mm. be celebrated at a place in Fredericton New Brunswick in Canada where they have an exhibit of all the uh the 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 people who have been inducted over the years so it's it's nice you know i'm i'm very honored and uh just sometimes say hey i can't believe i I got this far with music, you know, what what an amazing thing. I'm glad I followed my dreams.
1: (laughs) I can believe it. I can believe it. What what do you enjoy most about being an artist?
2: I think performing live. That's Hmm. where I get, uh, you can almost sense the excitement and, the the it just keeps me young, you know it just sometimes maybe be crazy young, you know, it's <laughs> like uh, you know, I'm pretty old now, <laughs> and, uh. Uh, like according to the music industry, you know we're you know we're not spring chickens, but what's cool about that is that you know music is what keeps people young i mean you know you'll you'll hear people they'll go to their grave like uh, they'll they'll have done their last gig and they're bang you know they'll Mm -hmm. kick the bucket at 80 85 years old and they were still performing last week sort of thing like let's talk about people like the rolling stones you know they're an inspiration right there (laughs) and they're grooving i mean nick jagger he's
1: shaking his thing across the stage he's He's doing his thing, and he's just demonstrating. You're never too old to do anything. I There's-
2: know. And you know who else is still performing, and she's one of the best. And a, a while ago, I didn't tell you this, but honestly, Loretta Lynn. I mean, still, <laughs> yeah. it, it, I met her. I couldn't oh, believe what? that I met Loretta frigging Lynn. and you believe that? At the Grand Ole Opry backstage. I have a picture. I want to post that picture so friends can see this picture I had with Loretta Lynn, and I'm going to put it on Facebook after this show tonight, and just because, I mean, I can't, I still can't believe, oh my gosh, I met Loretta Lynn, <laughs> and <laughs> and she was like, she was the coal miner's daughter. You know, some of the younger generations may not really appreciate uh, all the whole story of, of Loretta Lynn, but... Sometimes I look at my life and mm-hmm. I think, yeah, Loretta was poor, but there's something about that that hard times that I know that mm-hmm. that my side of the family came from that. You know, we didn't right. we didn't have a, we didn't grow up with a silver spoon. You know, right?
1: No, I know, I know. Me neither. No, I know, I know what it's like.
2: So we're going to play. Maybe, that, maybe that's why. Maybe that's why you and I are such hard workers, you know we yeah. never got it uh, never got it easy're we're, and we're still working, well, we're always gonna work we're gonna work till we're dead, I think
1: amen we're gonna get it out there, we're gonna do our thing, um, so we're gonna play yeah. your song a new me. Tell us what a new me is about.
2: Oh, now, I'm glad <laughs> that you're playing that one. It's such a happy song um when I wrote that, it was. Part of me was wanting to inspire a good friend of mine who had said to me, You know, she said, You know, I'm finally making changes in my life, she said. And she said, I I, I just want to be a little bit better than I was. And I said, I don't know. I said, You're great, just like you are. And I said, Maybe just be like a new you, I said that's all you gotta be, so then I started writing these lyrics, and then I thought, "Hey, this is going somewhere, and right. then it kind of became my my story too. It's a new year, it's a new me, and then it's kind of a fun fun song to play all year round, but a lot of people like it to start uh when they're starting something brand new, it seems to be a little bit motivating. Whether you're a guy or a girl, actually, you know, I think that's a pretty cool little song. But I'm glad you're playing it. Let's play it. All right. Hold on one second. Hi, it's Jordan. And Madison. And we're
1: Jay Madison out of Nashville, Tennessee. We'd love to tell you about B Squared Management, artist services by artists for artists. Get your press, branding, single release, and sync success plan now at b2mgmt.com. And listen up to our latest single
2: down now on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Just you. dancing um i just got a text from a friend of mine steve he said hey that's one of my favorite songs playing now <laughs> so he must be tuned in listening <laughs> yay, yay. hey you know what yay. hey one time i got i gotta tell you something weird about that song uh, a new me uh a new year a new me you know i just remembered earlier in the show we were talking about pitching songs to uh, companies or movies and so on. Did you know that we pitched that song to Avon, the big company, Avon? Because, you know, they have a product called Anu. And I was so hoping that they would use it. I mean, a simple little clip of that Anu, you know, for their product. And they were putting it on TV or something. I was just crossing my fingers. Well, I mean, I'll keep pitching my music as a songwriter. Songs never get old. I no, mean, they, they do, don't. but uh, but Maybe they they don't. they don't. As writers, you can be you can you can retire being from the stage and still continue writing songs, and you know receive royalties for the rest of your days. So there <laughs> there is a there is a career to be made with songwriting. No matter what age. So if people are out there listening to this, and you're writing songs, mm. put those together. Don't be shy about what's in your heart, and write what you right. what you know, what you've experienced, and what's what feels good, and and sing demos, put them out there because you never know what can happen to those songs. They can become very successful.
1: Uh, what is one quote that you like to live by?
2: Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> that. Like, I, don't uh, I could think, you know, I could think a good quote, you know, I think uh, or geez, scripture. I, I don't have any... or, scripture.
1: or it could be scripture something from the Bible that you like to
2: uh, yeah, and, and I've got such a poor memory that's maybe why <laughs> that that could be why too that when I do shows you're never going to see you might hear the same songs because you know the, the show's program goes that way, but when I come on stage, I get such a feel for the audience that yeah. it's rare that I'll say the exact same thing every time in every show. so oh, yeah. I think that I just kind of get a feel for uh for people that way, so I'm not one of those to <laughs> to have a certain quote I'm sorry i I don't have one right off the top of my head that I could say.
1: You don't have to have one. Okay, so here's, what advice would you give to to an up-and-coming artist
2: that's trying to break into this
1: industry? Yeah,
2: um, I would, that's such a good question because I think that everybody has potential and never to doubt your abilities because I think that's that's the thing about most of us, is uh, there's a certain side of us who is certain or sure that we, we could achieve something, but because we are not sure about taking that first step on how to do it, I think put yourself out there where the action is. So let's say you were writing songs, you certainly want to surround yourself with, musicians and other people who are writing music or that can, um, take, 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 take it to the next level or help you there. And, or if, if you're into, um, another type of career, whether you're a baseball player or something, you don't want to be, you know, on a soccer field. That that's the kind of thing. So always try to put yourself where people are doing what you're doing. Um, and, and there's such a great way of connecting now on social media. Mm-hmm. You can find, oh, it's an, unbelievable. So if I were to offer advice, like I would say stick to what you're doing, be honest, and uh, don't try to be anybody else. I think just try to yeah. be yourself and, uh, and, and, and be proud of that. Be okay with that. And uh, be, be who you are. Be happy. Be the best that you can be.
1: Amen to that. Oh my God! Can you believe it's already been close to an hour? Thank you so much, Brenda. For and you were like, I don't know if it's gonna last that long. And thank you so much, Brenda, for being on chatting with Nat. (laughs) I really appreciate you being on my show. It it has truly been an honor. And if if anybody wants to find you, they can go to Instagram at Brenda Best Music. Your website is a, a also www.brendabeth.net they can find you on Twitter mm-hmm. they can find you on YouTube and the best thing that they can do is they can just Google Brenda Best Music and yeah. you will find <laughs> yeah. amazing amazing, rocking Christian music crunchy music versus top French artists out there you will find right. her in- but thank you so much Brenda I really appreciate it we definitely hey. need to together we need to collaborate on a French song someday so I would we'll love know.
2: that yes yeah. Natalie, thank you so much. Thanks for having me on your show. It's been an honor, a pleasure. And uh, you made it so easy for me. Uh, This is one of the things that I freak out the most is going live, (laughs) doing live things. I mean, I I don't mind doing a live gig, but when it comes time to talking and revealing myself, I'm like, oh, shoot, I'm really scared. (laughs) But you made it really fun.
1: You did an awesome job.
2: Thank Thank you, you.
1: you, and I hope you have a great night.
2: Thank you, and thanks to all the listeners. Have a great night, everybody. All right, thank you. And that was Chatting with
1: Nat with award-winning singer-songwriter Brenda Best. She's awesome. Until next time. Chatting with Nat is a podcast